Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. In the world of e-commerce, it is high time we shift focus. It's not just about chasing revenue anymore. In the face of escalating ad costs and slim margins, your real profit is the game changer. That's the name of the game for 2024, profit. That's where Store Hero shines. By seamlessly integrating your sales, marketing, and cost data, Store Hero unveils the true picture of profitability, even down to a single order's contribution margin. Scaling your ad spend will become a confident, data-driven decision propelled by clear, actionable insights from a platform that values profit over revenue. Ready to redefine e-commerce success? Visit storehero.ai and explore a platform tailored for the profit-centric brand. And here's a sweet deal. Schedule a demo and mention the unofficial Shopify podcast for an exclusive offer, a free profitability audit for 2024. That's storehero.ai. Again, on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we're going to talk about Black Friday a second time, but this time we're going to dive deep into specifics. We're going to do a, a case study of sorts. Sean Reyes of Shock Surplus, who was on uh, a few weeks ago to tell us about their success growing their dropshipping store to $30 million on Shopify Plus, uh, is going to break down their Black Friday. We're going to talk through a, a real-life example here and see what we can unpack. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Check nasty. And as you already know, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. Sean, thank you for doing this a second time. How how did I trick you into doing this twice so quickly? You know, I I love getting into the nerdy details. You know, on these podcasts, you know, there's a lot of a lot of um, just generalities. Uh, and as a longtime listener of podcasts, I'm like, where the f are the freaking specifics? So, okay. uh, you know, being where we're at, I just would love to, you know, if you guys want specifics, I'd love to give them. All right. Well, then let's let's start easy. How did Black Friday go? How was your Black Friday? Um, before I get into how it goes, I, I'll back up a second and say that I'm. we were usually never, ever the promotional people. Uh, we were never the promotional um, company. Uh, we... Uh, we figured that during Black Friday, conversion rates would always um, just usually double or triple. And so why not just reap the benefits of that? Um, but over the past couple of years, we got into more of a pro uh, promotional strategy, mainly because, um, you know, people like uh, Nick Sharma, kind of his voice would always be like, if you're not promoting, you're really just not in the game. Um, and, you know, so we always reap the benefits of just better conversion rates, but over the past couple of years, we put a little bit more um, thought to the promotional strategy, uh, especially around Black Friday and some of these bigger holidays. So last year, so we put the, a little... So what we're hearing, in the past, you yeah. half-assed it. Yeah, Maybe much. intentionally or like unknowingly. Yeah. And then this year, you said, yeah. okay, what if we go full in on Black Friday, run the promos, you know, do the thing that they're expecting, uh, yep. and... I'm, I'm thrilled you mentioned uh, Nick Sharma. I just booked yeah. him. He will be a guest on the show. Uh, oh, in, nice! In the next, I really I don't like know, what sixty days. 
Yeah, I really like the stuff that he's kind of putting out. Um, but it's, you know, some of it's new, some of it's just kind of uh, been around in the e-commerce space. Um, but so last last year we did kind of a site-wide promotion, just a blanket discount on everything, and that worked okay. Um, but this year we really started back in uh, September, thinking about campaigns, thinking about getting those campaigns designed, thinking about um, all the things like leading up that that you know usually takes a while. And you know, if you're using an email agency or any kind of marketing team, they want to know ahead of time so they can develop the flows, develop the campaigns, and whatnot. So. This Black Friday, we did 40% better than we did last Black Friday. Um, and we had our first million dollar week. Um, the basically Monday to Monday was uh, just a huge for us. Um, so big, big success. We had a lot of, I had a lot of anxiety uh, leading up to it because of all the work we did, thinking, wondering if the, um, the juice was going to be worth the squeeze. All this work, was it really going to be worth it? And I think we, kind of answered that um, confidently that, yes, it is worth all the work behind it. And was this your your first million-dollar week? It was, yeah. Um, yes, it was. <laughs> it was. It was quite surprising for us, uh, for me as well. Um, you know, we knew there would be some lift um, just because the year has been up about 15 20% over 2022. So we were kind of expecting maybe around the same thing, but – seeing a 40% bump over the previous year was incredible for us. Yeah. Yeah. 40%. Whoo. Uh, and a million dollars in a week. I'll take it. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you said that surprised and, you. I mean, obviously you knew and like our it, most and our most profitable, um, you know, when we talk top line, there, everyone always wonders like, well, what, how are the margins, right? You can give away the farm and not make any money. Um, but it was also our most profitable um, black Friday as well in terms of, gross um, profit margin. So um, as a percentage of the sales. So that's, that's another big, that's another big win for us. Well, wait, why do you think it was more profitable? Um, just because the amount of uh, total discounts that we gave out versus top line uh, mixed with the ad spend that still uh, we, we came out way further ahead of every, uh, the previous Black Friday for sure. Because pre previous Black Friday, we gave away a 5% side-wide discount. And sometimes that's, you know, um, this this year only ended up being about four and a half. So we squeaked out a little bit of a head. But in terms of the amount of discounts given away, the ad spend to get those customers, the acquisition costs, um, compared to top-line revenue, it was about four and a half percent. Whereas previously, it was closer to, uh, closer to eight. This is crazy to me. Because I'm not getting out of bed for less than a 15% discount, right? How, <laughs> yeah. what, what were these promos and offers that people were like, four and a half percent, take my money? Well, um, we, we did, um, we did some, so previous, you know, the whole idea of, uh, do you give a flat dollar amount or do you give a percentage amount? Usually a flat dollar amount looks bigger to the to the buyer. And we, you know, there's there's always that hypothesis. It depends on your your industry, depends on your 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 product. RAOV is typically $550. Um, so you know, five percent of that you're looking at um, about $25, $27. Um, and so we tested back in September during the Labor Day sale. 
<clears throat> whether people um, were more attracted to a five percent offer or a you know a twenty or twenty five dollar offer, um, and naturally people are way more attracted to the twenty dollar offer. Our twenty dollar offer was is double what we usually give our um, customer on a kind of an email sign up or ten dollars. So to them, they're like, oh wow, this is double what they usually are offering. So uh, for them, it was like double the discount, even though. In retail, uh, you know, a five percent discount is like it's like a joke. Yeah, and so we're like, okay, well, let's try the flat dollar amount um, because it actually more attractive to the buyer, and it, it's actually a win for us. And so I'm sure if some of our customers are listening right now. They're think they maybe they got got, but um, business wise, it, it works much better for us where our AOV is really really high. And so what were these, what were the, the promos and offers? This sounds like tiered discount. Yep. So we had tiered discounts really to try to incentivize because um, we have a lot of customers and a, a big audience of people that three months, six months, two years sometimes on these, these windows of people waiting to buy a $1,000, $2,000 or $3,000 item. Um, and so we have a tiered discount where the, the first tier um, is Five hundred to a thousand dollars, and then a thousand to two thousand dollars, and then two thousand dollars and up were the three different tier discounts. And the, the first first tier was fifty bucks off. Second tier was a hundred dollars off. Third tier was two hundred and fifty dollars off. So we were really trying to capture the market share of people at that very very high end. That I know everyone is kind of waiting to like make their big purchase of the year on their vehicle. So um, you know we. We hear from these customers all the time, you know, especially six months leading up to it, that they're, you know, they're waiting, they're waiting. Um, the economy, what's the economy going to do? All these kind of things that are in the the customer's mind, and so we really try to incentivize everything above our AOV, and really, um, you know, went bad from that perspective, and we really didn't discount much at all below our 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 AOV because um, margins are a little bit tighter and. Uh, we generally, you know, don't want, uh, don't really, um, we're not trying to attract the uh, the Amazon price shopper uh, to right. our business. And so a typical purchase for you, it'd be something like um, coilovers. Like, hey, I just, I want to replace shocks and springs on my vehicle. I want that adjustability or that tighter ride. And what what's a coilover kit typically cost? Just to give some frame of reference here. Yeah, so on like a on a popular truck like a Tacoma or F one fifty or a Silverado, I'm sure a bunch of listeners have one of those three vehicles. Um, a coilover kit and rear shocks are in the thousand to fifteen hundred dollar range on the kind of middle of the road, uh, and then we have like high performance versions in the two twenty two thousand and three thousand um, dollar kind of range. So, um, pretty big, really big purchases. The other thing that really worked for us is letting the customer, this is, seems so obvious, I know, but um, maybe not, letting the customer know that you are going to do a sale. Uh, that was something we previously didn't do either. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. A sale, you know, well, people, obviously people expected during Black Friday, but, um, you know, we didn't. When we were on the other side of things, not wanting to discount, we're like, well, we'll throw a sale and everyone should be happy that they got one. Right, it's a little bit arrogant, but um, now nowadays it's like you're competing. The retail is a war, right? So you you're you're buying, you're trying to get all the attention that um, you can. Uh, so we you really started ahead of time, uh, maybe not even early enough, but at the beginning of November we set, started sending out campaigns and letting people know with a, 
a, a top running banner in the email that, hey, there is a Black Friday coming up. These are the dates. Read our blog post so you're, you know, so you're prepared. So that was another thing that worked pretty well for us. So you mentioned, you know, actually, you know what I want to know? How would you set up your homepage? Like what is when you're sending people to the site for the promotion, it sounds like tiered discount. What's that homepage look like? And then are we using landing pages? Yeah. So the homepage, um, that was one thing we kind of, I would say, dropped the ball on. We didn't have like a, you know, our homepage is very much not product focused. Um, it's, you know, it's a hero banner with lifestyle image. And um, our, I think our, our the way we've built our business is very much not, uh, it's not really product focused. And it's, it's kind of been that way for the past few years where we really focus on the lifestyle. So our homepage has always been like lifestyle imagery, um, blog posts on learning, um, and some of our kind of other um, just lifestyle we do stuff we do as a business. And so the home homepage, we didn't really change it up really at all um, to kind of show a Black Friday sale going on or show a popular item or whatnot. Because one of the things we we really kind of pay attention to is like you might have a sale on this vehicle um, or this vehicle's item but it doesn't matter to all the other customers that have a different vehicle, right? So popular products, most recommended product doesn't really, sometimes it doesn't really work, didn't really work well for us. And so our first thing is get into the vehicle um, finder, um, land on your category page. And there is where we would show, you know, different sale items or the blog post about, you know, what the details are. A lot of our ads were delivering to the blog post of outlining the Black Friday um, and Cyber Monday deals. So people will land on the blog post, see the immediate discount codes, and you know, under kind of under understand what how it worked for them at that point. I can't believe you put your landing page was a blog article. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that that was all the the pre kind of. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then during the during the um, the sale of those, you know, five call it five or six days, it was a lot of going to the category pages of different brands. Um, so our Bill Stein, our Bill Stein search campaigns, all of those delivered to the Bill Stein category page. Fox delivered to all the category page because that way, choose your vehicle, and then your your results would get squashed down to you know what was a. a applicable to your application. And then for people's sense. reference, how many products or SKUs in this catalog? So they understand the issue that this oh, yeah. aftermarket have, automotive dropshipping faces. Yeah, we've got a, over a hundred, over a hundred thousand SKUs on our site. Um, we, there's some catalogs out there that with over 2 million. Um, and so, you know, showing exactly what fits the customer's vehicle is like the first step in the user experience. And so I really kind of keep that in mind when I deliver a user to our site, get them immediately into their vehicle so they understand what's available, the price, uh, the price tiers, um, and, you know, guaranteed fitment is one of the biggest trust building factors for us. And so I really think about that as a, a, as a core principle rather than, uh, delivering them to like a, an item that a might not fit their vehicle. It's it might be on sale, but um, the, once again, if it doesn't fit their vehicle, then they're kind of let down and they'll they'll bounce. Yeah, yeah, it's such it's a tough one. Where it's like, all right, I want to spend you know twelve hundred dollars on this item, but you know I don't need it, and so if I'm not like my life is not going to change if I 
you know, slam my 79 Volkswagen Beetle. I really want to, right? But for $1,200, I better be real sure those parts are going to fit my car. Exactly. Yeah. And so I have not pulled the trigger. My vehicle, it rides too high. But <laughs> okay, uh, focus, Kurt. The holidays are here. Zit, don't get scared now. First comes Halloween, then Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, New Year's, and Great Scott, how will we ever keep up? Easy. Use Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages. It's a landing page builder created by the founder of a $180 million Shopify store. It has everything you need to launch your next promotion more quickly and for a lot more profit. With their library of proven templates, you could build a high-performing holiday funnel in just a few clicks, from Black Friday to New Year's and everything in between. And because every template is tested first on their nine-figure Shopify store, you know they actually work. Plus, you can use Zipify Pages to optimize your product pages, blog pages, and even your homepage, so your store's ready to convert more of that holiday traffic. So if you want to have your most profitable and stress-free holiday season ever, then go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the holiday bonus. Tiered discount is, is one of my favorites. You're a fan of tiered discount. How do you determine the tiers? How do you figure out what those thresholds in the discount strategy should be? The, the tiers are a little, I want to say obvious, but you have your factory replacement stuff, zero to 500 on most of our kind of truck vehicles. 500 to 1500 is very much that like the entry level kind of performance um, uh, kind of setup. And then beyond that is all high level, high performance, spend a lot of money. These people typically don't really have a budget. They want they just want the best for their vehicle. So we kind of under, have understood this for, you know, a long time. And so building the discounts, we kind of have, have that very much in mind. Um, we also have done a, I don't even know what you want to call it, but you, you lay out um, the different price levels in, in, in a sheet and um, you apply it. If you want, when you apply the discounts, it kind of, you know, a $50 discount at $999 is, uh, you know, we'll call it 5%, but down at $501, it's a, it's a little bit more. So as the discount, as the tier, as you get higher in the tier, that flat discount gets kind of smaller, uh, if that makes sense, um, as a percentage. And so when you cross the threshold into the next tier, um, that $100 discount, call it $1,001, is now uh, 10% um, of of that price, um, of that item, of that $1,001 item. And so where you're, you know, in retail where you're like good, better, best, it's kind of that same situation where you're trying to get people to step up to the next tier, something that they wouldn't have really thought about. They were shopping an $800 item. They were shopping a $900 item, but to get them into a $1,100 item, a $1,200 item, you give them a really big fat uh, discount to like move them up. And so that happens, you know, $800, the $800 to $1,200 kind of tier, that happens a lot in that space. And then when you get to uh, an item that's $1,500, $1,700, to get them into that next level of 
$2,100, $2,500, you give them another fat discount. So that like just crossing, crossing that threshold, they're saving a lot more as a percentage of their, of their total purchase. So we kind of, we really thought about that, um, mainly because we know that the customer extremely well, we know that's behind their thoughts and, um, kind of their budget concerns. And so, um, for us, that's, it was, that that's how it kind of worked out for us. Now in Shopify, there are, I could, I could rattle off six ways you could implement that discount system. And mm-hmm. they're, they all have their pros and cons and just based on different limitations. How did you implement your discount strategies in Shopify? We did it through manual codes, um, which I um not a fan of because people forget the codes. People have to go back to the landing page to remember the codes. Um, and so or worse, they place the order and then they email you, hey, I forgot to put the discount. And now you gotta deal with like, all right, well, we'll give you a partial refund. And yep. Yeah. So we were um backing up a little bit, you know, with uh Shopify, we're on Shopify plus we wanted to get to checkout extensibility and start testing a one page checkout. But um, by the time we were kind of in that space to do it, it was already late September, early October, and just just a bad time to make that kind of change over, even though everyone said it's simple, whatnot. And the reason why I'm talking about checkout extensibility is because you could run, once you switched over to that, you can run numerous automatic discounts, whereas um, by default, Shopify only lets you run one automatic discount. So that wasn't really going to work for us on Black Friday. So we had to resort to just custom discount codes. So we had the custom discount codes on the blog post. We had custom, we had all the codes popping up on live chat. So if someone was on a, someone was on a product that said Bill Stein on it, um, live chat would pop up and be like, here's your discount code. Check out the details here if you want to know more. And so all those different, we try to like spread the touch points out all over the place. I think one thing we I, I definitely learned for next time is getting the discount code on the product page itself through like a meta field, maybe below the picture or next to the ad to cart, or we'll we'll figure out a way to make it better so that the customer isn't hunting for it um, like they kind of had to. You know, on Amazon, they've got that like checkbox where they go like, oh, cl- you can, essentially it's coupon clipping. It's like click here and add this offer and it's like 10% off. And of course you're going to do it. But if you don't, they don't apply it. I would love to do that on Shopify. That's such a good. That's such a good point. Um, I mean, we saw a lot. Of, we were like surprised how many orders came through that were eligible for discount codes and did not use them, um, which really says just a ton about consumer psychology because they see the blue banner on top saying Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, maybe discounts are live or pricing is in effect or our sale is happening. And so they maybe automatically think that the price that you, they see has the discount already built into it. You, I think you might've, yeah, I don't know the details of the, the tier discount itself. I think you might've been able to do this with um, line items and script editor. That's going away though. Um, oh, okay. And I think you, with automatic discounts, you could, you could do product discount Based, it's like this collection get this collection of products gets X percent off minimum this mm-hmm. price, and then you say combines with product discount, and then if there's more than one, it applies the higher of the two. And so for doing mm, tiered yeah. threshold, I think you could, you could do it with automatic discount. I'm sure there's limitations and weirdness. Like every discount method has some limitation to it, but and that's how we did it on um, a different site. 
Gotcha. This is one of the where we kind of uh, we we learned some some things on ours because we were applying. We had an automatic discount tier in the three hundred to five hundred for certain items, um, and so when people were uh, adding those items to their cart, they would have the discount applied. But then if they cross into the five hundred to a thousand dollar threshold, um, they weren't able to apply the manual discount code. So we had a little oh, bit of a fallout there. Okay. Yeah. See, yep. there's always something. Yep. Yeah, so we had a little bit of fallout there, not not that much, but um, definitely learned a lesson there. And the, well, what was the impact on average order value, positive or negative? Um, definitely positive. Our usual AOV is about five hundred fifty dollars during the year. It's actually it's gone up to five seventy now, but five fifty is but what we've been working with as you know that's what's been in my brain as a baseline for our just store in general. Um, during the sale period, it was up at 770 um, mm. for basically all of November, not even Black Fridays, especially that kind of dragged it up quite a bit. Um, but yeah, 770 was, it's a, it's a huge increase. And that was a, that was a 20% increase over last year's AOV. Um, so last year's AOV was still pretty good. I think it was like 650 or 680. Um, so top line went up 40%, but AOV also went up. Uh, about 20%. So we didn't just pump um, more of the kind of low, low margin stuff. Often on, on Black Friday, sometimes you see like a big influx of people just because of all the promotion and conversion rate goes down. Other times you see, hey, we saw it, there were all these people waiting for a great offer and now it's here. And, you know, it's like I was, I was deferring this, you know, I was going to buy a supercharger and I deferred that for eight months. And now's the time, yeah. like I'm not going to do better than this. Where, and conversion rate goes up because you have enough of those people and the hype. Did you see it, conversion rate up or down? Uh, conversion rate that w for us was definitely up over you know the, the trailing six months. Um, remarkably, though, it was down o over last year. Um, hmm. You know, we, we we discussed. I think we discussed this on the last maybe the last podcast, but our our reskinning of the site uh, to the new theme last October. Um, you know, that kind of skewed, uh, the results a little bit. Um, but, um, yeah, conversion rate for us was down this year and uh, uh, during the, during the sale period. Um, so yeah, kind of surprising there. Um, but up for us compared to this year, that makes sense. So down yeah. versus last year up versus this year. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't, as long as revenue is up. And yeah. AOVs of it, you know, everything, all the, the revenue metrics point up. I wouldn't get too caught up in conversion rate. Conversion rate, just it's so dependent on other factors that it, it's one of those metrics that's like, you love to see it go up, but also take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, because we had, a, we had, I think our, you know, our Facebook traffic versus last year um, was up 250%. Um, so, you know, we had a lot more, you know, kind of, we didn't have a lot. I'd say we had a lot more middle funnel stuff happening, a lot more remarketing this year. Uh, we had a much bigger funnel kind of already built up on the brand from more top of funnel um, ads over the, the, from the prior six months. And so, um, I, you know, I think that helped out uh, a lot as well. And it in the last episode at the end, you mentioned CartBot. You said, man, check out CartBot if you want to do free gift with purchase. I love free gift with purchase. And We've had the most reliability using Rebuy to do it, but Rebuy—it's mm -hmm. a complex yeah. app, um, yeah. And so not not like super beginner friendly, um, and that that's a good thing because it could do so much. 
the uh, the app we had been using, which I won't name, I think it got, I think it struggled with the amount of of traffic on Black Friday. So this like previously very reliable app suddenly was not adding to as many carts as it should have, which was upsetting. And so now it's like, all right, and you had just told me about CartBot. I'm like, next year, I'm going to try that one. <laughs> so did you do free gift with purchase? Uh, we did not do that. We we, oh. we, we have a, yeah, we, we don't. Mainly because we ran out of hats. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, we would have. Is that what it usually is? You get like the cool embroidered shock surplus hat? Pretty much, yeah. Um, our, our merch, our merchandising game this this year has been pretty weak. Um, we're, we're fixing that next year, um, but we've been using Cardbot for um, to um, to battle. You know, to minimum advertised pricing. Um, you know, the brand says that this has to sell for a thousand dollars. We all have to sell for a thousand dollars, and so how do we add more more value to that purchase that um, that customer may not see um, elsewhere, whether buying indirectly from a brand or another retailer? And so, um, and so we use Cardbot to be like, here, here's an extra two hundred dollars in value if you buy from us, because um, you know we know the economics of that purchase. We know they come back and redeem that two hundred dollars of value. They are going to gain another uh, eight hundred dollars. Um, in top line and four hundred dollars in profit, so giving them that two hundred dollars up front is still two hundred dollars more profitable for us. Um, and so um, we we've kind of Carbot is doing that for us, um, and through the sale period rather than delivering them a, a free gift with purchase, which we want to do, but gotta have gifts first. Crowdfunding campaigns are great. You can add social proof and urgency to your product pre-orders while reducing risk of failure. But with traditional crowdfunding platforms, you're paying high fees and giving away control, all while your campaign is lost in a sea of similar offers. It can be frustrating. That's why we built Crowdfunder, the Shopify app that turns your Shopify product pages into your own independent crowdfunding campaigns. We originally created Crowdfunder for our private clients, and it was so successful, we turned it into an app that anyone can use. Today, merchants using Crowdfunder have raised millions collectively. With Crowdfunder, you'll enjoy real-time tracking, full campaign control, and direct customer engagement. And it's part of the Built for Shopify program, so you know it's easy to use. So say goodbye to high fees and hello to successful store-based crowdfunding. Start your free trial and transform your Shopify store into a pre-order powerhouse today. Search Crowdfunder in the Shopify app store to get started. The other thing we noticed this year is the clients where the like the really successful, sophisticated people that we know are running promos no matter what. Some of them were down year over year on Black Friday and consistently in a majority of them, it was because they had just been running early bird sales more aggressively this year than in the past. And so then once you include did like, all right, let's look at 60, the last 60 days, ah, then you see the real result versus you know, just looking at that that very brief, you know, week or less long window of Black Friday. Did you do any uh, early bird sales? When did this, when did discount season start for you? Uh, we did do an early bird sale, um, mainly because we, we have a very specialized item that um, we, uh, you know, the map of that item is $800, but um, it's kind of hard for the customer. You know, they have to, they don't, can't, they can't self-install it themselves most of the time. And so we take that $800 item, uh, we make it easy for the, the customer, do some value adds on it and sell it for $1,000. 
Um, we've been doing this for about two or three years now and competition has caught on. Um, and, and we know this is a very hot item just in the industry and the category as a whole. So we looked in, oh, I'm, can you, uh, I'm dying to know what the item is or even category. Yeah, it's a Bill Stein. It's called the Bill Stein 6112. Um, and it's a, it's a very beefy shock with a, it comes with its own springs, but it doesn't come fully assembled. Like you, like, you know, oh, coilover does, right. And so it's just springs and the shock, but the shock is just, it's extremely undervalued in the market. Um, you know, other competition are priced at a thousand dollars and, uh, for the same item and Bill Stein is priced at $800 or 750. And so very, a extremely good product. Um, and so it's already attractive for that. And then we make it even more attractive by making it easier to install. So what we did and uh, what we've been doing, I hate to give this away, but, um, Basically, all year we've been cornering certain applications. We buy out the country of them, and so we we're the only ones with those items. And so now, rather than selling That's it, it's diabolical. It's some serious selling. inventory forecasting. Yeah, because we know that we know that we have extremely accurate three D demands, not even for ourselves, but just for the, the country as a whole. And so um, we look at that, and in September, October, and in November, we just buying up all that product. And so our early bird sale was like, hey, we've got this in stock and we're giving you a deal on it. And so, you know, we were kind of already known in in the space to being one of the people assembling these products. And so um, just that brand awareness helped out a lot. And then the, the, the discount on top really helped us move all the kind of inventory that we had piled up. Those, man, those uh, springs on a car, when they're, when they're loaded... I mean, you could kill somebody with those things. Yeah. That's, that's why this is so, it's like, oh, well, you have to assemble it. Not as easy as that might sound. Yeah. Yeah. Google uh, coil spring compressor memes. There's a <laughs> lot of, a lot of ridiculous stuff out there. Yeah. Mechanics like, <laughs> as soon as they see that spring compressor, they treat that like a loaded gun. That's just, yeah. Cause they, everybody has that story, at least if you're in like a shop. Um, so yep. what was customer response to that early bird sale compared to the main Black Friday event? Yeah, I, I wasn't, I, I, I was happy with it and we kind of did what we predicted, but in terms of like the Black Friday sale being way, way ahead of expectations, um, the pre, the pre early bird sale was kind of like, um, kind of met expectations if that makes sense. Um, but we did start. We did start that, uh, so that helped out kind of flatten. Uh, what we were really trying to do is flatten, flatten the curve and get the early uh, attention there because I know that like, you know, a lot of other stores, a lot of other places were going to be doing, you know, frankly, bigger discounts than us. And so we, by securing the product, not allowing all the competition to sell it, um, it was, it was kind of like, it was one of those things where I like, I know we're mainly, that was more of a play to secure the sales and limit competition rather than like blow expectations out of the water with a, with big numbers, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I think the, the early bird sales never have the dramatic numbers when you're like in it, looking at it. But then after, you know, in December, when you go back and look, you realize like, oh, in total, that really had quite the impact. Even if we're like we're robbing Black Friday a little bit to sell earlier, but Black Friday essentially, I mean, we're there's people deferring purchases as soon as September, waiting for Black Friday. So I think you're just you're spreading it out. I'm a fan of just hey, increase that frequency, those impressions, that opportunity for yourself, 
And when you have a genuinely valuable offer like you did for the right person, then it, it's just great for everybody. And we have a lot of, there's a lot of, there's, you know, a lot of, there's man, actual manpower that goes into these items as well. So we were really yeah, trying to flatten, do it. Yeah. We were actually really trying to flatten this curve so that we didn't have like 400 assemblies that we needed to get done during the Black Friday and post Black Friday week. We wanted to like literally spread that, spread that whole workload and all those man hours um, over, you know, two weeks, two or three weeks rather than just in that week period. And, you know, because eventually you let customers down, right? Um, which we really didn't want to do. And then I want to switch gears. I want to talk about email campaigns. Surely email was like a huge part of this success. Attribution, right? And, you know, Klaviyo is obviously going to claim tons of attribution. Um, for for us... Uh, yeah. Well, any of those, anything that does attribution reporting that's third party is going to be like, hey, we think that person thought about us. That's our revenue. You're welcome. You know, what's funny is like our, our Clavio, um, dashboard, uh, you know, average click rate and place order rate is like, it's only fair. It's only the yellow, the, 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 the yellow, um, you know, there's excellent, fair and good. Yeah. They give you like, uh, they help you benchmark it, but there's like, what are you benchmarking me against? I really, everything. It always, Clavio always says I'm slack at yeah, exactly. And so our click-through rate has always been fair and our place order rate has always been like fair or bad. But like you said, um, it's conversion rates are only part of the story. Um, it's really, you know, revenue um, per recipient or revenue per uh, customer. If you can maximize that, then, um, you know, some of these other metrics are very secondary. Um, and so we, you know, we opted for, we use Flowium. Um, they've been great for us and they were really on top of things. Um, we usually deliver four to six campaigns a month, uh, black Friday, we opted for the, the 12 campaigns. And, um, I think that really, uh, played a really, I think it played a big part. Like we, I think we talked about this on the, the last podcast where like, you know, email has been around so long. People really don't under, don't think it really does much with your, you know, building a list and all that. It's like, it's such, it's almost the, the oldest form of funnel, uh, for e-commerce, but I think it's it's one of the ones that work the best. I'm um, still, and so um, we had just in for November in general, uh, we we climbed up. So we were usually trailing at about 24 percent um, of revenue through email. Uh, for November, we did thirty two point five percent of revenue through email. So um, you know a seven percent bump during during the the Black Friday or during November in general. Uh, and for email in general, uh, just under a million dollars in, in, in email revenue for, for November, um, compared to uh, a 2.9 top line. So yeah, that was, that was, that's kind of our performance there. How many, how many emails went out versus like, what would you normally do? Usually do, uh, six emails. Uh, we did. 15 emails if we include so 12 emails three sms and that's another thing sms we've been slacking sms has been just really big but we hit we haven't got our our sms kind of thing humming as well as our email campaign so 12 campaigns basically for um for all of november 12 campaigns and we send some sms yeah sms is interesting people are they're resistant to it you got to pay by the send it feels like a little different and invasive even though at this point like our inboxes are just a free-for-all <laughs> but with 
SMS, like, it, I think it's just so easy to overthink because, I mean, you're capped out at, like, less than tweet length. You Like, you really can't distill an email down to just a tweet's worth of text. You know, hey, sales, like, Black Friday starts now. Shop, shock, surplus, link. Eh, not too tough. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are like, I got to pay to send it. All right, skip it. It worked out for you? Three, SMS was 3% of $950,000 of Clavio attributed revenue. That makes sense. So uh, revenue recipient was $0.75. Cents. Um, campaigns themselves did 360000 Blows did 560000 which is Whoa. surprising. Thor, Thor yeah, flows surprised were by flows out. Flows outperform campaigns? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, we um, uh, we've we've done all. I mean, all I've been building is like segmented flows for brands, vehicles. Um, well, just those two really over the past couple of years, because you know, language in this industry is very much: are you a truck guy? Are you a Toyota guy? Are you a car guy? Yeah, it's so so locked into like the brand and the category, even though it's all fundamentally the same thing. You are engaged in motorsports involving two to four wheels, right? Like there should be so much overlap there, but they're like, you're into Honda Civics. I'm into trucks. We are not friends and we know nothing about each other. Don't talk to me about that. Like insane. But you know, you want at the same time, I get it. You want what's relevant to you. And this is just really niched down. You know, it'd be like going to a jazz person and trying to sell them Jay-Z tickets. It's like, well, you know, it's not the same. Yeah, our whole our whole ethos has been around user experience and the the farmer in the Midwest doesn't care about Baja racing, doesn't care about West Coast Toyotas, and doesn't care about, you know, a commuter on the 405 freeway in Los Angeles. I'm interested in all of those things. And <laughs> the farming too, why not? Yeah, you, those guys are great because you get them once and then they... Then you have another four or five purchase for their other vehicles. And so we really think about those uh, those acquisitions as well. All right. What I want to know now, having seen this this success when you like really focused and you did this first million dollar week, and best that, ever Black Friday, what are you going to do differently next year? So next year, we're going to hopefully have all these automatic discounts in place um, or at least the ability to do them. Um, we'll make it very obvious on the, the, the product detail page that a, either this is the discount code to use or, um, B make it automatically applied in the cart, put the languaging there that it is going to be automatically applied in the cart right next to the ads, a cart. Um, some of these technical, um, requirements, uh, our, our team is pretty small. Um, and so it was hard to kind of execute all of the, the big wish list. Um, but knowing Knowing what we know now, knowing all the discounts that were missed, that were missed, knowing kind of the, um, I would say, we didn't really see too much of a, of a. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the ads a cart wasn't like that much bigger. Uh, so I think a lot of people really thought that they see a, 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 a they were, you know, these people have been shopping for a month or two, seeing one price. And then when they come here for Black Friday, they still see the same price and maybe didn't understand that you had to apply the discount. So we didn't really see a big add to cart um, boost like I was kind of expecting. Um, but the increase in conversion rate, you know, made up for that. So um, more automatic discounts, I think um, a, a, a little bit bigger, um, a little bit bigger of a heads up or 
more specific messaging um, to to those buyers. Because if you're shopping, this is my kind of idea. But if you're shopping at a um, at a store and you understand like everything's on discount, um, you, you still n- might not understand that the item you've been shopping gets a hundred dollars off or gets one hundred and fifty dollars off. And so, you know, if you've been shopping a certain item. You get a remarketing campaign in Facebook or an Instagram being like shock surplus, uh, you know, here are the tiered discounts. It still doesn't, it might still not connect that your item is going to receive $150 off. So I think next year we're going to do a lot more focused remarketing efforts to be like, I bought, you get $150 off or you're for the iBox shopper. If you've been shopping this Bill Stein item, that's going to have $250 off. Um, rather than just throwing everyone in the bucket of like, here are the discounts available. Go, you know, yeah, we don't you know go what figure you were shopping. Yeah, we don't know what you were shopping specific. We do know what you were shopping specifically, but we didn't have the campaigns to communicate that we understood the customer that deep. Which I do, and we do, but we didn't have all the all the deliverables kind of lined up with um, how I would usually like to do it. Um, so we'll get an even bigger head start next year to to make that happen as a as a big thing. And uh, as our our takeaway, because it sounds like, you know, for you, Black Friday was preparation meets opportunity. And this was the year where you're like, we're really going to prepare for this. Um, And you had that that million dollar week, which is like the coolest ever. Yeah. What's the what's the one key takeaway you want people to have from this episode? What's your advice for other Shopify merchants? Really, I think I think really incentivizing above AOV. Just because, you know, if you think about average order value, you already have so many people, your your audience, so much of your audience is already because of the average, right? Those people are already going to convert. Um, they're in a buying, they're in a, they're, they're in a buying mood. So your average consumer, you're just going to get whether a hundred percent more of them, 150% more of them, whatever your conversion rates are, right? So, you know, keep that funnel intact. I would also probably advise, what, one thing I want to do is, fill the funnel a lot more um, next year because we know that the conversion rate of Facebook um, visitors is, you know, call it 1%, right? And so that's, you know, fill fill the average funnel a lot more and then incentivize above AOV with really kind of thoughtful uh, campaigns or discount structures to get people to really upgrade or really think about um, something that would they would not have thought about before. Um, so that's kind of a, it's kind of a hybrid of how we, we've treated Black Friday in general. Whereas before it was like, well, I know if we just fill the funnel of average people or average consumers, we're going to see double the conversion rate, or we're just going to make a lot more money that way without having a discount. And so we kind of play the hybrid strategy of doing that with, um, building a, a tier to get people to really upgrade, uh, and think about things that they wouldn't have thought about before. So Everyone's ready to buy that five hundred dollar item. Maybe they are, they're hoping for four hundred and fifty dollars. But if you could get them to think about the luxury version at seven hundred and fifty dollars through some kind of um, you know creativity or value, then like that's you know that's that's where I kind of uh, like to play. That fabulous advice, and clearly it has paid off. And I look forward to seeing what you do next year. Uh, yeah, should be a good time. Sean Reyes, Shock Surplus. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. Hopefully uh, we helped out some people. Oh, for sure. Cool. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. 
Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.